Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, dude? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to see you finally rocking the, the uh, pork pie on the podcast. Yeah, man. It's been, a, it's been a long road getting comfortable in my pork pie, but I, <laughs> I think I'm digging it now. So. No, it's a good look. I used to always wear one in my 20s, but then for some, I don't know why. It just stopped suiting me. Yeah, I but think see, I, I'm not in my 20s, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I think people sort of grow in and out of pork pies. I think you've grown into it. Yeah. You know? yeah I grew out yeah. of it somehow. I don't yeah, know how. It's been a lot of years since I've worn one, so I've been, <laughs> yeah, been getting comfortable with it now. So. Absolutely, so man. it's good. Yeah, and it's a good. good dapper Dan, Dan. So we got some pretty uh, interesting um, announcements. To I make, would say, I would say some uh, some pretty downright amazing announcements, man. Yeah, uh, dude. I think uh, I think it's about time. It's a, it's that time uh, uh, to talk about the um, the festival. Absolutely, and, and the festival is one hundred percent, absolutely, unequivocally official. It is yeah. happening. It is happening. It's so exciting. I, it's the first time I've. I mean, I've organized gigs before, but nothing on this scale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so, exciting. So it's going to be at Matthews Brewing, and uh, we definitely want to thank uh, David over there for for uh, you know hosting and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's uh, it's going to be April second. That's that is it. A Saturday. Yep. And it is going to be from noon until basically midnight. Yep. Or until they kick us out of there, whichever comes first. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Hope. Hopefully, midnight comes yeah. first. Yeah. So as, awful. Otherwise. As of uh, as of the well, I was thinking maybe we would go later than that. <laughs> not before. <laughs> not going to kick us out before. That would be terrible. <laughs> um, as of the uh, as of the time that this podcast drops and everybody's listening to it, as they're, as they're listening to our voices. Hopefully, fingers crossed, the website will be ready. Yeah. The website will be 561musicfestival.com or 561musicfest.com. You can go to either one of them and they'll take you to the same place. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. It's going to have the lineup on there. It's going to have um, a little bit more of information, uh, food truck information. This thing, we're going to have food trucks there. We're going to have the music. Uh, of course, you know, the beer and the booze is going to be flowing there at Matthews. Yeah. And um, we're going to make some fuss. one music shirts. We're going to make some merch. There's going to be a couple of different tiers. Um, I know for a fact your general admission tickets are going to be $10. Yep. Um, there will be some other tiers that we're going to decide between now and Friday um, that we'll put on the website. And those tiers will be like, I don't want to say VIP because it's not like you get to go backstage per se or anything like that. But but we're going to make some different tiers. It's going to include like you know maybe a maybe instead of just a ticket and then maybe buying a shirt there, you can get a, like like a small discount of some sort if you buy a ticket and shirt up front. And then oh, when gotcha. you, and then when you show up that day and we scan your ticket in, we give you your shirt kind of thing. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So uh, anyways, there'll be there'll be a couple of little tiers like that and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, so you ready for the lineup? I am, dude. I am. All right, man. Everybody's everybody's been waiting for this. Let them know. Yeah, man. So in no particular order, and just so everybody knows, there's going to be two stages. So we're going to have a main stage, full bands, and then we're going to have kind of a, an acoustic uh, acoustic uh, solo and duo stage. Yeah. Um, so in no particular order, um, not necessarily telling you what stage anybody's on. That's uh, you know that's that's to get you there, and it'll be a big <laughs> surprise when you get there. No particular order. We have Victoria Lee. Yeah. Joey Calderio. Hell yeah. Uh, we know how to say that now. Yeah, we do now. Jacob Tacos. Yeah, man. Micah Scott. Hell yeah. John Leonard. Yeah. Sally Fox. Yes, sir. Dominic Delaney. Yeah. Josh Miles. Yeah. Alyssa Marie Coons. Yeah. Our very own Ben Childs. That's me. Yeah. Uh, we've got Fall Victim. Sandman Sleeps. Yeah. Jake Walden Band. Bryce Allen Band. Yeah, man. Butch and the Fat Dubes. Yeah. The Shake. Yep. The No Name Ska Band. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Sons of a Tradesman, 
Sierra Lane, and Spread the Dub. Now, if that's not one hell of a lineup, I don't know what is, man. Fuck that festival in Vegas. This is where people need (laughs) to go. Screw that. This needs to become a meme, and this needs to go viral. (laughs) I I agree, dude. You know what? We should make a thing where it looks like that. We totally need to do that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, guys, listen. This website's going to be up Friday. Hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, the website will be up. Um, If for some reason it's not, and then maybe Saturday. But, you know, I'm doing my best to get it up by Friday. Friday. Yeah. Um, uh, tickets will be on sale. You can pre-buy your tickets. Um, we've done everything we could to uh, to find a, a ticket site that doesn't like you know rape you on the charges. So it's not like it's a ten dollar ticket, but you're paying thirty five dollars in service fees. Um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and if I've read everything correctly, it is a one dollar service fee. Yeah. So if you're buying a ten dollar ticket, it's going to only going to cost you eleven bucks. Okay. Yeah, so it's not, not a big bad. deal. Um, uh, like I said, we're, we're going to try to have some, uh, some tiers on there. Um, we may even have some merch on there at some point where you can just buy merch if you feel like buying some merch prior to, some T-shirts and stuff. You want to rock the festival T-shirts. Yeah, the man. T-shirts will have the date on it. It'll have Matthews. It'll have our, our podcast logo for the festival on the front. On the back, it'll have a list of all the bands playing. And this is going to be fun, man. I'm totally. excited. I, me too. And, you know, there are some people um, that didn't make the cut, um, but – it, it wasn't, you know, due to it was just because there's so many good people down here, and I think the yeah. reason we initially started this podcast is because there are loads of good bands and yeah. musicians down here, and they deserve talking about and more exposure. And um, I got to say, you know, we couldn't fit everyone in there. So I mean, cross fingers, a bunch of people show up to this thing, and we can do another one, and yeah. we can have all the people on that didn't do the last one. You know, and that's yeah, the idea. yeah. At the end of the day, um, you know, listen, this is this is episode, I think, 42, 43, something like that. So, I mean, we've already had 43 guests. By the time that, that festival rolls around, we're going to have more than 52 guests. We're gonna be, it'll be over our one-year mark, just just over. Yeah. Um, so there's no way. I mean, this was this was 20, 20 acts, 20 bands, 20 people. Um, as it is, that's a little tight. Um, there's no way we could have gotten, you know, 50, 60 acts into this right, thing. Exactly. So, so just to let everybody know, if you didn't make the cut, it's not that we don't love you. We, we love <laughs> each and every one of you. Um, there will hopefully be the, hopefully this is the first annual, uh, five, six, one music. Well, festival. you got kind of screwed on this one, didn't you? Cause neither Kilbillies nor Euphobia. Nah, was playing yeah. Yeah. I'm in bummer. two bands and neither one of them made it. And I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. Yeah, so, exactly. so, so, I, li- so let me just put it out there. If you didn't make the cut, you're not alone. Don't feel bad. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Just come have a good time. Enjoy yourselves. And listen, that being said, um, some of you guys may have noticed, may- maybe you haven't noticed. Um, we've been doing a few occasionally little pop-up things where we do three, four, five bands in an evening, you know, average yeah. Joe's and Connolly's and places like that around town. So, um, listen, if you didn't make the festival, um, hit us up, let us know that you're, you're wanting to come out and play something. And, and, you know, um, at some point we're, we're probably going to start picking up and start doing those little pop-up things again here and there, you know, maybe once every couple of months. So, yeah, you know, totally. Um, I mean, Kilbillies has been really, really busy, which is part of the reason why we haven't done more, but the idea sure. is to, you know, yeah, get, you know, try and do one a month or so, isn't it? That's yeah. what we really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Something, yeah. yeah. Something fun like that. So, yeah. so yeah, guys get on the website, start getting your tickets. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm going to assume I have to uh, work it out with Matthews, but I'm going to assume there is a limit to the tickets just because there is a capacity to the venue. Sure. Um, so, you know, make sure I you like get, the way you're thinking, man. Yeah. Just get in there, <laughs> get your tickets, get them before they sell out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be good, man. So we've got a very interesting uh, pod tonight. It's we've got we've got a uh, Brad Brock, um, who is not only a very accomplished musician, but also a fellow podcaster. How's it Indeed. going? It's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm 
so excited about this music festival. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna whatever I'm doing on April second. It's now canceled, oh, so I will be there. Me too. <laughs> and, uh, and hey, uh, if you do decide to do VIP tickets, uh, yeah. I would you put one aside for old Brad. Oh, hell yeah. I'll definitely uh, get down on. We'll that. have to figure out what, what the VIP level is. Maybe it's maybe it's Ben giving people shoulder massages maybe, or something. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> I've been known be to down. travel around with uh, with my own velvet rope. Oh, there you go. Uh, so, <laughs> so I'll just it. have a VIP section just around myself. <laughs> There's that place across the road um, that when they do bark back, it's kind of like the green room. I mm-hmm. wonder if we can use that and make that a VIP area or something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know how they got that part. I'm going to have to speak to the Spread the Dub guys about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll work something yeah. out. We'll, we'll definitely make a VIP of some sort. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> next, by next, let's say by next week, we will know what the VIP thing yes. is. Yeah, there we yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, how are you doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm yeah. so stoked that you guys have, have me out. I, I know we're kind of like doing a trade-off here. I'll be here this week, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then in two weeks' time, yep. you guys will be yep. coming into the into the lion's den. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. it's gonna. Um, I've nearly done someone else's podcast one time, but that's going to be the first one other than this one I've done. So I'm really stoked, looking forward to it. Wait and it's a live, minute. too. You've, you've never done or been a guest on anybody else's podcast? Nope. You haven't either? Never. Oh my God! <laughs> virgins, exactly. Yeah, not kind the virgins of. I uh, I was looking forward to, but, but I'll take what I can get these days. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, yeah, so we we just moved into a new space. Um, yeah. So of course our our studios and our home, right. uh, the old studio we've. Renovated our garage. Uh, and I say renovated very lightly because uh, it was basically just curtains around the uh, the interior, and then we just loaded it with junk uh, right. that looked cool. Uh, it's a much cleaner space that we're in now. Okay. Less stuff to trip on and uh, break. Where is it? Port St. Lucie, right? Port St. Lucie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, cool. Uh, you'll be our first in studio guest. We have our our season three premiere next Wednesday. Right. And then you guys are our first, oh, first that's, oh, guests. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Yeah, because we get like a day's grace in case we do something accidentally weird on this podcast, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, <laughs> but on well, yours, it's like live. You, you cleared your schedule to, for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually Ben. I'm just going to say, it's usually Ben. <laughs> ben, accidentally weird child. That's what they call me. <laughs> so yeah, tell us, seeing as we're talking about it, tell us a little bit about jams and cocktails. Yeah, jams and cocktails. Um, in the beginning, jams and cocktails. No. Um, so... Uh, I went to lunch with my sister as we as we do to kind of go over ideas and just catch up. Um, and she mentioned to me that I should get into live streaming my, right, my okay. shows. Or she's like, Twitch is popping off, sure. and and you should get down on it. This is back in 2019, right? Okay. And uh, and I was like, okay, never heard of live streaming in my life. Right. Uh, didn't uh, didn't know the first thing about it. So I did my first live stream, Facebook Live, with my phone on a stand yeah. and played some songs and took requests. And it was a lot of fun. And uh, really, that just became the evolution. I didn't even know what a podcast was. Right. I never listened to one in my life. Yeah. Um, my mom was hip to that way before I was. She was listening to podcasts <laughs> so long ago. Yeah. She was I, like, I there's didn't... these things called podcasts you can download. At the time, it was to your iPod. You know? Right. Like back in the day, that's why they called it. And, and like, um, obviously, and um, 
and mum was listening to all these different ones and I, I kind of thought it was kind of a bit nerdy. I was like, okay, mum, whatever. But right. like, you know, here I am, you know, 50 episodes later. Right. <laughs> yeah. The transition was easy for me, man, because like I, I love talk radio. Um, Real radio is the big one here. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I would listen to that all the time because I used to like deliver pizzas before uh, before I knew what how to make money playing music as right. most of us go through that. Sure. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was so tired of top 40 radio and somebody was like, Oh man, you got to check out talk radio. Yeah. And hooked ever since I was, it never gets boring. Yep. It never gets old or repetitive. Um, so what were some of your like fav- favorite ones? I think that the, the one that hooked me in first was uh yeah, dude, have you ever listened to that one? Uh, no. Oh, it's awesome. There's so many, though. That's the problem. It's like you say a pocket. There's literally millions of them. What What was some of the, uh, what was the, the podcast that you found yourself listening to, would you say, that, that kind of inspired you? I mean, I feel like anybody that gets into podcasting has to say Joe Rogan. I yeah. felt, you know, and for me, it wasn't so much the content, um, right. because, you know, like, he's great and, he, and he's provocative and it's, and it's an interesting listen and he's got great guests, but, um, what did it for me was watching his podcast and that's what like blew my mind. Yeah, totally. To, to be able to switch cameras yeah. during the show on YouTube. I was like, this is wild. Yeah. yeah. This is space age. So that kind of set me off on, on figuring out how to do that. Right. And once, once I figured that out, it, it went from my office in my house to then the dining room area. And then when Jordan, my lovely, wonderful girlfriend, right. uh, was like, I can't have you in the dining room doing this sure, yeah. every week anymore. She's like, so if you clear out the garage, you can have it. So we right. moved it out there and uh, we had our first two guests and then COVID happened. It shut everything down. Yeah. And, um, you know, terrible for, for most people, me included, but it was great for my learning curve because then all of a sudden I had a ton of time to learn how to use my gear and, and you know, get camera angles and be able to do multiple shots. And Yeah. I think for so many people, me included, um, what happened around the pandemic was just this kind of technological learning curve that's just like this yes you know, it was just, wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. you know so many video uh video editors and uh and music uh music you know editors i guess or whatever you want to call them you know producers uh, kind of got came out of that whole COVID sure. time period it was Absolutely. you know i mean uh, in some ways it's kind of like a covid renaissance yeah uh, you know uh and and it's just crazy weird but. it's it, right when you lock a bunch of creatives in their house you know with 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 amazon yeah still available <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah you know and that's what happened i was just like well you know and luckily i had done a major buy on all the all the webcams that i use for jams and cocktails so i had a ton of webcams okay uh, cool and then all of a sudden webcams were like 300 dollars. yeah you couldn't yeah. buy them anymore because everybody was remote um so thankfully i had those oh, but yeah awesome. um you know and and i a real good skill for podcasting that came out of that was up until that point, you'd never done any virtual guests, you know? So it right. was always in person. So I was like, how do we do this? How do we integrate this? How do we still keep going? Because at this point I was committed to the every Wednesday live right. 8 PM for eternity yeah. Yeah. Uh, at that point. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, uh, I, I figured out that Skype integrates with our software and, um, it was terrible. The first few inter- interviews were awful. The quality was horrendous. Right. But, uh, you know, 
now we we are able to get anybody on earth and have high quality video and audio and 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 interview people thousands of miles away totally uh, we we've done a couple of um zoom ones and we didn't do a bad job of it um but it's being the person who's on zoom is incredibly boring yeah you know, like so have, have you been the the, the, the get have you been the guest in that situation um, <laughs> I, I, you remember that time when you were just going nuts waiting and waiting well, and, and eventually it makes just it for us and this is something that i'd love to pick your brain about at some point is it 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 made it a uh, an editing nightmare for me yeah, um, having having to go and then splice all that back in and splice the zoom stuff in and everything. It was just terrible. Yeah, <laughs> um, it was just a terrible experience. I'd like to just forget the whole thing. My biggest <laughs> my biggest thing with my remote guests, especially during you know lockdown, uh, was to try to make it as immersive as possible. You know, so like you know, on our show we we do a lot of uh, videos and we do a lot of like graphics to go into our different segments and all right, that yeah. stuff. Um, and you know, the way that we send our feed to our Skype guests is they're visually watching what is being broadcast. Oh, that's cool. You know, so they get to see the graphics. They can hear everything that's going on. And, uh, and yeah, so it kind difference. of brings them in. Yeah. But then, you know, uh, the, the, on the flip side of that, when it goes to their face and there's that little bit of delay and they're yeah. talking and they're just seeing themselves talk back uh that was the only complaint that i got from anybody it was like this is very unnerving and i was like well this is life now there was, yeah. this is how we're doing it. <laughs> yeah there was the, the one time that um I, we did it uh with me remote because i went to england um i was sitting in my dad's office everyone they live in the deepest darkest countryside in the middle of nowhere and it was like Three in the morning, everyone was asleep apart from me. I was like desperately trying to stay awake in this like dark room, like <laughs> and and, and every and, and I was just they, they were setting up the band and everything. And when it's like nine p.m. and all that's happening, and you're in the room with everyone, it just doesn't seem to take that long at all. But when you're like sitting in a really quiet room on your own in the dark, it feels like it takes like hours and hours yep. and hours. So what I'm hearing is Ben was in a dark dungeon in England. There's <laughs> yeah. many of those. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever been to England? Oh, Oh yes! Oh, cool! Really? Yes, I have. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I've, I've some of my best friends live out there, so I, oh, I, sweet. I was, I had plans to go out there every fifth of November, but yeah. uh, that that you know life happened. And sure. uh, remember, remember the fifth of November. Yeah, but I worked on cruise ships for years as an entertainer. This was what I was literally gonna segue into right now because someone told me that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in your mind, Ben. There's a lot of parallels between you and I, Brad. It's just a fact. It's like, your, the, twins. <laughs> it's like your twins. <laughs> We're but, not identical. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the uh, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, with the cruises. I can't remember who it was who told me that that is what. Maybe it was Zach. I can't remember. Could but be. someone told me that the um, prior to um, coming here and doing music, you were on cruise ships. Um, how long were you doing that? And and how did you get into it? First of all, the answer to that is too long. Um, okay. And <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I uh, I did it for about six years. Right. Um, and uh, I worked predominantly with Holland America Line, but I did do one year on Disney Cruise Line. Oh well. And I would have stayed there forever. Right. But uh, they wanted a steel pan guy instead of a guitar player, and I was like, right. I get it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I got to travel a lot with Holland America, and. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but by the end, I was just burnt out. I yeah. did, you know, I would go home and sleep on my brother's couch and had nothing for two months, and then would go back and travel the world. And I, you know, eventually after years of that, I was like, oh god, I need to, uh, 
I need to reevaluate some things. Sure. Um, but it was a blast. I got into it. Uh, I was living in Orlando with my band. Right. Uh, we had this great, big, wonderful house in Orlando with a big pool and a waterfall. It was amazing. Yeah. But there were five dudes in this house. And uh, yeah. as we were getting older, uh, we lived there for about five years. What was the band? If you don't mind me interjecting. Um, it was just Brad Brock, right. the Brad Brock band. Gotcha. Um, whatever variation of that. Yeah, this is like a real world episode. There was five dudes living in a house with uh, yeah. a pool and a waterfall. Yeah, <laughs> that a pool awesome. and a waterfall. It was great. Um, but one by one, everybody started kind of like pairing up with you know uh, girlfriends and, and moving out and, and doing that. So it ended up just being me and the drummer, who was my best friend since childhood. And right. uh, you know, we were like looking to downsize. We were still going to roommate. And then uh, I had an agent. I was working with T. Scoreman Agency in Orlando. Right. And uh, my agent was like, have you ever considered doing cruise ships? Oh, right. And I was like, I never really crossed my mind. He was like, well, you should. Um, cause I, at the time I was working at the JW Marriott and the Ritz and I was getting paid obscene amounts of money for very little effort and, uh, solo stuff or solo yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Just by the pool, Jimmy Buffett all day. Um, and I lost one of those gigs a week, uh, cause they were just cutting back and that was like $2,000 a month. And oh, I was wow, like, well, yeah. I can't afford this life anymore. So I need to figure something else out. Um, yeah. And uh, so they put me onto cruise ships. I did one one week contract just to get my feet wet. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, little pun intended. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, pun, if oh, someone <laughs> says no pun intended, the pun is always intended. Always intended. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully your feet did not get wet though. <laughs> uh, did not. Thankfully, I was not on the Costa Concordia, yes. uh, but I was out there when it happened. Oh, anyway, uh, a story for another day, perhaps. Um, but uh, yeah, so I went out there. I fell in love with it for one week, and I was like, "Great! If they want to offer me a contract, I'm in." Sold. And a week later, they were like, "Yep, we got you a four month contract uh, for a little bit of Caribbean and then a whole lot of Europe." And I was right. like, "Let's do it!" So I had to go and break the news to my roommate. I was like, "So I'm gonna get the hell out of here." Gotta get yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Great! I'm gonna pack and move to Boston." And so he did, and and got married, and now he's living a wonderful life with two beautiful children. And I think I'm the reason for that. So <laughs> good for him. Uh, Absolutely. But yeah, so I did it. Uh, I went out and I did that contract, and uh, you know, it's kind of like the hook that brings you back. Um, right, right. And you know, I did four months. I got to see all of the Caribbean as much as I care to. Uh, and then, you know, Europe, Italy, we did Spain, we were, uh, cool. Greece, all these just amazing places. And how much um, do you get to get off the boat? If you're working on the boat, well, if you're a musician, yeah. you basically are royalty. You just have freedom for You, oh you are God. responsible only for a couple shows a day, a couple something. shows a day, you know, pool set maybe. Um, and, uh, and so, Tons of time off. Tons of time off. I have off. a question. I so so I gave up drinking because I if I start I cannot stop. So my question is uh um did that ever rear its head as an issue, seeing as it's booze everyone? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent of the time, everyone. There was nobody on on the ship that was sober. Right. Probably at any point. I, um, I believe that. Yeah. Certainly in the entertainment area. You know, you have some of the old school cats that are that are, you know, socking money away and, and, and you know, have real things to do. So they'll be a little bit more, but like, you know, when you're 
wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Um, just one you're big just, party. You know, and it doesn't help that in the crew bar, the beers are 80 cents. Oh, man. And mixed drinks are $1. Right, yeah. And you never, you never physically have any kind of money money transaction yeah, they right. just it's all like your room key yep card. they just you know you just tap your card your room key and uh and it comes out of your paycheck so you right, know yeah yeah you know, sometimes so you don't that, even notice that like what you're spending <laughs> yeah until you, until you get your paycheck and right. you go what why, why did, did i, I make six dollars yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you my last contract ever before i quit um uh, my paycheck was negative. I had to pay them. I had to pay the the crew office money so I could get my passport and leave. Oh my god! Um, and and that that is how you do it, boys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was bad, and uh, and definitely you know, as with anything or or overdoing uh, alcohol or anything really, like it, yeah, you sure. get depressed and then you homesick and you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you you have a relationship that goes awry, which happened. I can imagine every that time, must be tough. every every cruise. every every contract, <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, and you're so in close quarters with with everybody you work with. You're working with them, you're partying with them, you're you're sleeping with them. You know, it's yeah. you know, and then you're breaking up and still being friends, and you have to go and have lunch in the same. You know, so it's really take an entire lifetime of experience and just really compress it down to. Oh, wow, we used to call it till gangway do us part. And, right, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and then you go off and, but it was, I wouldn't trade it for a world. And I kept handwritten journals through the whole experience. So, oh, really? uh, I, I maybe, maybe, maybe publish that one day. <laughs> yeah. I have to change all the names for, uh, for safety. Protect the industry. Yeah. <laughs> I even. Or like publish it when you're like 95 or something. Or dead. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fine too. I don't need to see what happens after that. But, uh, <laughs> but really, uh, so it is fun for me to kind of go back, you know, because whenever you're digging for inspiration to write or anything like that, I, I am able to dig through all those things because I was never more emotional in my life than working out there and meeting all these people. It's just serotonin overload, man. It yeah. was really, really great. And then just. Visiting, so coming to uh, to the point, um, England. Yeah. Um, when I was working for Disney Cruise Line, I met a girl named Lucy, and uh, was crazy about her, right? Right. And she's from Southampton, right? Yeah. And That's uh, basically, so close to where my mom and dad live. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. You guys might even know each other. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, was crazy about this girl, and you know, we we. we hung out we hooked up a couple times you know she had a fiance back in uh back in england and uh not to time you out i'm so sorry lucy um but uh you know she left and i was like what do i have to lose i'm gonna chase after her right right and so I, I made all these plans i had a buddy that lived in in camden town and i was like hey man i'm coming to stay with you and he was like bring a guitar yeah and yeah. so i was like great that's so cool. lived in camden for a bit that's crazy right that's awesome. so i was like cool yeah. let's do this and then my contract ended four months later and uh in the steam from all this had kind of come down and i had probably hooked up with some more people at this point so here i had this trip planned to england uh to chase after a girl who was happily back with her fiance yeah and i was like well I have this ticket. I'm going to go anyway. Yeah, man. And uh, it was incredible. That's cool. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So cool. You're living in Camden. I, I, I did used... live in Camden. I just stayed there for okay for a night one yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of what I meant. I don't know why I kept saying live. But yeah, the, I, I love Camden. I used to play the underworld like all the time. And, you know, it's, a, it's a, just a, I don't know. Where, I was in a punk band for a long time. So we were in Camden like every other week. No yeah, kidding. I live around there. Uh, um, my buddy was uh, who I was staying with. He played his band. I got to see his band play at uh, World's End. Yeah, yeah, World's End Pub. That's what I was talking about. The Underworld is the one underneath. Oh, it. yeah, I didn't yeah, even know yeah. that existed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We went there. Uh, we went to Ronnie Scott's. Yeah, right, Ronnie Scott's. Yep, and uh, got to see some music there. Yeah, sick. Um, there was a place right across from his flat called uh, It's like the Golden Eagle, and it was a pub Thai restaurant, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they had a little piano in the corner, and. So one one night we were, you know, we'd been drinking anyway. So we went over there and the guy, the owner knew uh, Tom, my friend, and uh, was like, hey, why don't you guys play something? And so we did. And it was the coolest jam ever. Like oh, I was just it? doodling on the piano while he was jamming. He's a like world class a classical guitarist but he oh, also plays funk and, and everything else yeah so we were just jamming and drank all night and then wound up in uh in london somewhere we got on a tube and went and uh i don't know we wound up at some like bahamas bar like it was underground and it was all like <laughs> bahamas flag on the wall and right. it was all island music and i was like i've come home yeah i've yeah. come home i'm on london. the cruise ship again <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh so it was just, it was great. That was a great trip. And I did meet up with Lucy and we had tea at three uh, right, in great. Uh, Piccadilly Circus. Right, yeah. And um, and it was bonfire night. Yeah. And uh, so we went and we watched the fireworks in some park. I can't even remember the, the name of the park. but Yeah, um, so I don't know if you know, Hector, but the 5th of November is the day when in England we set fireworks off. It's And it all comes from, um, there was this guy called Guy Fawkes who tried to blow up Parliament. And there's this rhyme which goes, remember, remember, remember the 5th, 5th of November. November. Yeah, yeah gunpowder, treason and yeah. plot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't blow it up. But we, it basically, it, it's kind of a, I think what happened with it was there was already some kind of weird pagan thing happening at that time of year, like Samhain or something like that, <laughs> where, with like, um, you know, people burning huge pyres and stuff like that. And so they, the, the government sort of co-opted it, stuck an effigy of um, Guy Fawkes on the top of the fire and made it about him. And, um, and so now, <laughs> um, now every 5th of November, we, we have Guy Fawkes night, um, bonfire night, where we put these... Uh, make these big fires and, and put a, a, a guy on the top of it. Well, that's and, just disturbing. And, uh, it's kind of, kind of disturbing. I'm not going to lie. But a lot of fun, though. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Loads of fireworks. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So was, was, that, awesome. was that the night that the bonfire was that you were at? Yep. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I came back the very next year. Uh, my, my ship happened to be in port in Southampton yeah. on November 5th. So And it was an overnight. So I was able to get off the ship and go out and, and hang out with Lucy and – uh, make a long story short, her and I have become just great friends, and I even went to her wedding. Uh, different guy, right. God. Uh, <laughs> this guy I actually liked, and uh, and uh, he's super cool and treats her like gold, so that's important to me. Yeah, and it's yeah. all fine because I ended up meeting the love of my life, who is Jordan, um, a co-host of Jams and Cocktails. Oh, yeah. Um, Big up, Jordan. Yeah, so yeah. it's totally worth it, and, um, and Jordan actually came to that wedding with me. Oh, uh, neat. And we were in uh, Bath. 
Yeah. Which yeah. is uh, a really... I used to busk in Bath all the time no when kidding. I was with teenagers. All the little umbrellas and, and down the, the alleys and the Roman, yeah. uh, the Roman baths. Yeah, um, and there's so much of that like neoclassical architecture. It's beautiful. Yeah, we stayed uh, at, a, at a hotel in Flume. Right, Froom. Uh, Froom. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Flume. Froom is. <laughs> Isn't that the thing that you go down on a water yeah, slide? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Froom is famous as being this kind of like sort of hippie, at, like out of the way, kind of communist slightly type of place. You know, they do. They have a lot of like kind of side trance parties and stuff like that. Yeah, Froom. Yeah, it's cool. it was crazy. Like she was. She her wedding was or her reception was at this like barn thing. Neat and. Uh, but they have like a weird sound ordinance there, so like she had like a silent disco for for the reception. Oh, so cool. everybody was just jamming out. That's to, really cool. It was so great. You've been to some cool places in England. Froome is a cool place. Right, to it's go. cool. Yeah. And the best part, guys, is the middle was, of nowhere. Froome is it, really. Nowhere. It yeah. took forever to get there, yeah. uh, and trains and planes and automobiles. Um, and the coolest part was that we had the cool accident. Or cool accents. Yeah. Everybody was like, whoa, where are you from? Yeah. And I was like, mm, from America. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. No, it was awesome. And uh, on that same trip, uh, a friend of mine lived in London. She's a world-class opera singer. Huh. And uh, we, we went and got to hang out with her and she cooked us dinner. And so it's really, it's really cool. Cruise ships was really an opportunity to, to meet people from all over the planet and it's like there's so many cool places that i could go today and have a room and and have a tour guide and have a friend and uh, you know uh holland america a dutch cruise line many many dutch friends now you know we can go to amsterdam or rotterdam or all these really cool places yeah and have friends um so cruise ships changed my life made me way more cultured uh than i, gotta than say I could have imagined it's a lot more of a positive kind of story than i was expecting i was expecting it to be like more of the just like lonely and drinking too much side and less of the sort of you know cultural exchange and knowing all these people all around the world it's actually awesome you have to find the balance yeah, because yeah. there is both of those things um you know and and you know, we could have a whole other show on on the dark side of, <laughs> right, of right. all of that. Um, right, you know, gotcha. what a, I, I look back on those times for to draw inspiration for writing sad yeah. songs. Sure, um, but I really carry with me a hundred percent of the time all these really great fibers that yeah. that I was able to launch. Yeah, uh, getting to meet these people, you know, and 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 getting to visit places that are you know, third world, which we could, would consider third world, you know, and just seeing that these people are, are just human beings surviving, going to work, raising yep. their kids, eating their food, you yep. know, selling their Rolexes or Folexes, you know, right. like they're just, they're doing their thing. Yeah. And like, if everybody got that perspective on the planet, if everybody realized that everybody's just doing their thing, just, man, right, it would yeah. be, it, there would be a crazy connection and we're so close. Yeah, we're yeah, so close it's true I think that there, especially well you know with that whole kind of American exceptionalism thing and people really genuinely thinking deep down that you know Americans are different in some way you know it's a shame because really ultimately it's not true everyone's just sort of a person and it's as simple as that yeah. and you can go anywhere in the world and, and just and meet complete assholes or super nice people right you know? it's like there's there's no huge difference between us out there you know not in my not in my experience i've done a lot of touring as well sure you know, a ton and um it, you know and what i found was just you know apart from language barrier that you know 
it's pretty much the same deal everywhere you go. I yeah. do have one language barrier story. It's very quick. It's not quick. No, <laughs> I'll make it quick. Yeah, we were, this is, it can be as long as you want. <laughs> we had an overnight uh, in St. Petersburg, Russia. Now, yeah. uh, just to preface, you can't, as an American, or I think of any nationality, you can't just get off the ship in Russia and go do whatever you want. You have to be part of a tour. Really? And there's a Russian tour guide that yeah. takes you into the city and you have to stay with them. Otherwise, you could be arrested. Um, right. I wonder for, what I think you would do. Who knows? Yeah. The Russians are weird, go, man. Go check out the missiles. Um, <laughs> but like, what a cool city. Uh, so for the crew members, we get a special passport called a Siemens book. Right. And it's exactly nice. as funny as it sounds. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to go there, yeah. but okay then. So we get a we get a Siemens book yeah. and uh, <laughs> and it's a special passport and you go through a different line, you get it stamped and they just let us go do whatever we want. Oh, sweet. We go right out, you do your currency exchange, you get billions of rubles yeah, for your $10 and uh and then you carry on out into the world. So uh Went out, got on the train, went into St. Petersburg, had the time of my life. Sick. Uh, I've always wanted to go to Russia. One place I've never been. Right? Yeah. It, it's, it was worth it. It was, it was cool. We were out there all day, right? And then we partied all night. Go back to the train station to get back to the port. Right. The trains shut down. And they had told us before we got off the ship, you have to be back over this bridge Uh-oh. before a certain time. Otherwise, the bridge comes up. And it doesn't go down until the morning. Right. Um, and then you're stuck. Yeah. So I was like, I don't, this is the only route. I can't read any of the signs. Nothing makes sense. This is, I was still carrying a Blackberry at this point. Um, right. So, you know, no iPhone, no Google for me, uh, yeah. no service and no one to talk to, nobody to ask. Oh Every cab driver, I was just trying to explain, I need to get back to the boat. Yeah. And no one guy it- even tried calling somebody. I was going to say, were you by yourself or did you have? I had, a, I had one girl with me and uh, she didn't speak any Russian either. Yeah. Barely oh spoke God. English. Oh, um, at least you had someone to sort of like be scared with. Yes. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> finally the guy was like, you did. Right. I take you. Right. <laughs> Great. Driving forever. Pull up in front of this strip club. Oh my God. And uh, he was like, 60 euros. Yeah. There's no way this was a 60-euro cab ride. Sure. And I was like, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want. I was like, I just need to get out of this car. Yeah, and so yeah. as we get out and he drives away, two other two other cabs pull up and more cruise ship people get out looking as uh, as you know, ah! confused <laughs> as anybody else. That's so and funny. And apparently this is where they bring people who have no idea where they are or how to get to where they're going. And then somebody will eventually come and be like, oh. so here we are. This black dude rolls up in this big van. Perfect English. Definitely an American guy, expat for sure. And uh, we were like, we just need to get back to the ship. He's like, I got you. <laughs> we all piled in, all of us piled into this van and we got we got back to the ship. And Man, uh, what a story. It was, uh, I was terrified. Yeah. But I have been in that situation in a weird car driving somewhere you don't know where you're going. There's nothing scarier than that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a horrible yeah, feeling. It's, it's like just that out of control feeling. Yeah, I don't exactly. Know. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool. Uh, I'd I'd go back. Russia, Russia was was neat. I'm not sure what the uh, 
what the political climate is there currently. Right, I don't yeah. maybe not recommend it at the moment, but uh, but it was fine back then when when we went. That was I've been close. I've been to you know like sort of all the a lot of countries in Eastern Europe, and I went to Serbia and Croatia and places mm-hmm. like that, but never made it to Russia. One of these days, we'll get over there. Thing is, the you know when you start getting a little bit older, it just and things start you know get responsibilities. Don't uh-huh. you? That's the problem. But um, yeah, so let's get um, let's talk a little bit more about uh, your original music and um, how you found yourself uh, at the point you are today. Like, where did this all start? Yeah, music wise, um, I've been playing music forever. I think yeah. since did you I was have eleven. Parents? Yeah, uh, my father was musical. My mother couldn't carry a, a tune in a bucket, but. Uh, mm-hmm but was wonderfully supportive. Right. Uh, my dad, uh, I didn't really know him super well. He kind of dipped when I was really young, but okay. I think it's that like nature versus nurture thing. Sure. Um, so I just picked it up. There was no like formal training. I did like choir in school. Okay. But, um, you it's know. actually pretty helpful, honestly. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I mean, you know, and I had a very supportive teacher who was like, ah, there's something here. Right. You yeah. know, and would push me. Um, the guitar thing happened. Because uh, I did a talent show in middle school where I got up and I sang to a track and pretended to play a guitar that I had. Yeah. And I got ridiculed so hard by everyone at school for faking it that I went home and I was like, I don't know what we got to do, but I need to learn how to play guitar right. and, uh, <laughs> and so i did you know like just was, to save face yeah i don't want to be Millie vanilli anymore <laughs> yeah i was like i'm done i need to learn and yeah. i learned on this horrible like mini classical guitar yeah. terrible for my fingers yeah and uh you know and as i mentioned my my mom and my stepdad who uh is would be my father i would consider him yeah. um you know, was incredibly supportive, managed my country band for years. Oh, cool. Um, but like bought me anything I needed. He's like, you want to, you let's get you a proper guitar. Let's get you, you know, set up. And I never took lessons. This is a time before YouTube. So I had books, chord books. Yeah. And then I had song books. Yeah. So I would just put the two together and be like, gee, gee, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's how it happened. Uh, But when you're young like that, you have nothing but time. You have nothing to do, but sit and focus i still have some weird guitar quirks from learning stuff from books and misreading it a little bit yeah like i play a minor like in, in diagonal instead of like properly and the same thing with e but i can do both now back and forth obviously here's but- where these parallels are happening <laughs> <laughs> it's on the same way man yeah, like yeah. it wasn't until i got into a band with other people that were actually real musicians um where like i would like watch you know because uh I, I got into my first country band when i was 14 um, and it was me and my my best friend Dan, drummer Dan, and his dad and his dad's friends, and right. so we had this big redneck line dance country band, right? And uh, it was Brad Brock and the Renegades. All right. And so yeah, <laughs> man. And uh, so watching these guys play, I was like, oh, that's that's how you do that. Yeah, that's how yeah. you play a G chord. You know, so I learned a lot. That was definitely where I was like, ah, I'm sponging everything up. Yeah. And, uh, and we played that band lasted for years and we played clubs, dance clubs all up and down Florida. So I guess I would say I, I probably cut my teeth in country music. So a lot of music that I wrote when I was younger was country and, you know, wanted to be Garth Brooks. And, right. uh, and then it just kind of evolved, you know, like I, I grew up, I grew out of 
you know, Like and Country, uh, right. Disturbed came out, changed my life, right. um, you know, and just that kind of whole era of like early 2000s rock and roll when rock and roll like made that massive resurgence for radio, sure. you know, yeah. that was top 40. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the early 2000s, like Buzz Bake Sale. I don't know, yeah. were you guys oh. around for Buzz Bake Sale? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I had a, uh, I had a printing I business. I didn't know back about it. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I had a printing business back then and I, I would do like some light video editing and stuff. And so I printed a bunch of the, the VIP passes and stuff and the, Nice. The press passes and everything for Buzz Bake Sale, and then they started getting me in. Uh, like the, I think it was like the last two years they had it. Um, Wasn't they it got the me King in. Crab Shack or something like that? No, it was out at the fairgrounds. Well, oh, it was out at Cruzan. Yeah, whatever, whatever it was called it was, at the time. The amphitheater, Coral Sky, Coral yeah. Sky. Yeah, okay. um, but it was they called it the Bake Sale because it started out as a baker's dozen. It was thirteen bands for thirteen dollars. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did. I did a bunch of video stuff for them. I still have those old, no old little mini DV yeah. videotapes of, of oh, stuff sick. where I, I was found like, a bunch of I those, was right like, up at the moving. front. Yeah, it was fun, man. Big <laughs> sale was great, and you know that's when rock and roll was like in the forefront. Still, you know, sure. I feel like that was the end, at least for now. You know, I yeah, feel like yeah. it all comes in waves. But uh, the buzz was know. still on when I moved here. But then about a year and a half after that, it went off the air. Such yeah. a shame because I was that—that that was all I would listen to. I thought it was amazing. They play like against me, like in the middle yeah. of the day. You know, yeah. just, they yep. play like punk rock in the middle of the day. It's the best thing ever. It was awesome. Yeah, and yeah. you know, nothing has come back. You know, of course, so now we have streaming. You know, platforms, and you can go find your own music. And I always tell people when they're like, "Oh, rock and roll's dead," I'm like, "No, you just need to." Look for it, yeah. you know. Like, stop being lazy. The radio's dead. Yeah, like you know, yeah. this is the new medium. Uh, so you know, you, you could find all this stuff. You know, the buzz is still around, right? It's it's just um, it's just station. it's just an internet station. Yeah, it's just yeah. streaming only. But same really? thing. Yeah, but they still they still play that kind of stuff, man. Mm, I'd have yeah. to. Yeah, look into it, that. I did up. find like a mixtape or a mixtape or dig it up a CD uh, of yeah. like my favorite songs from 2002, and I was like, I popped it in, and it still played amazingly. That's awesome. And I was like, wow, this takes me immediately back to that really formidable time. Yeah, man. I've got, yeah. I've got to do that. I've got this big weird stack of burnt CDs that um in my studio that just sits there like a little monument to the past. I should listen through it. Get ready to blow your own mind. Because <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to... You, you, uh, me and Jordan did this. Uh, we found a bunch of these CDs. We just sat and we cracked open a bottle of wine yeah. and we popped in you know, one like I would put in one of my CDs, many of them unlabeled, yeah, and uh, and then she would put in one of her mixtapes from. And we just had stacks the, between the two of us. We just listened to the craziest mix of music yeah, you man. could possibly imagine, and uh, and it really is crazy because when you're so used to hearing a track list, right? You know, you listen to it nonstop when you made the CD, yeah. And now, flash forward twenty years. And you put it back in, it's like, whoa, I'm back in that old S10. You know exactly driving what the around, next song is. Yeah, yeah. With the anti-skip in the, in the CD yeah. player and the tape deck. My wife has a, an iPod that we keep in the kitchen that we haven't put any new music on since we met in uh, like whenever that was, like 15 or between 15 and 20 years ago in England. And um, it's just got all this cool stuff on it, like... Um, like peanut butter wolf and all this weird kind of old <laughs> hip hop and stuff and, and like Mr. Scruff and all this kind of weird old hip hop and stuff and, and then like a bunch of ska bands and things like that all the stuff we were listening to when we were in our early 20s and um, I mean, it's still there in the kitchen and every now and again I'll plug it in and just bop around the, bop around the kitchen to it it's great <laughs> it's crazy man <laughs> you know I, I've actually gone as far as kind of replicating some of those discs as 
playlist on Spotify so I can, you know, go and reminisce without having to dig out that scratch CD. Yeah, man. And uh, it's 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 crazy. So uh, in its current incarnation as like a a one-man band, how long have you been doing that? Um, so uh, when, I, when I quit ships, I quit music. I, I, right. I hung it up. I didn't want to do it anymore. Um, I was burnt out. I certainly wasn't doing this show on there. I was just kind of troubadouring, uh, you know, in a lounge playing guitar and singing Sweet Caroline. Sure. A thousand times a day. You know? yeah. And uh, so I was, I was done. It'll, and, uh, it'll like slowly chip away at your soul. It, it, it did. Yeah. It was crushing. Yeah. It wasn't chipping anymore. It was crushing. <laughs> and uh, so I quit. Um, and I got a job at a restaurant and I served tables for two years. I didn't touch a, an instrument. And uh, and then I realized wow. that that was even more crushing. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to take the less crushing avenue. Yeah, and, uh, and I got back into it. But I told myself, I was like, I didn't want to just play guitar and sing anymore I, I needed to do something sure so it started like uh i got a tambourine for my foot and just kind of like oh that's nice you know yeah. i got the harmonizer for my voice i was like oh i'm the eagles yeah um you know and uh i was like what else can i do so i got a cajon and got a little rig that puts a kick drum on it yeah so i was able to kind of leave it like a doot dot doot dot doot dot yeah. and strum away and it was great um and then i was like you know, so on and so forth. What else can I do? What else can I do? Yeah. Got a snare drum, uh, got the octave pedal and was, yeah. uh, you know, messing around with bass lines. And then somebody suggested doing or trying out an electronic kit. Yeah. Uh, because they saw how much stuff I was lugging around. That's literally the one step I have not taken because I've, if I do the feet drums thing, I'm doing kick and snare and octave pedal. And it's quite similar to you. But then you've got this other layer where because you, you can you've got like um, the samples with that, the hats on and stuff. So it actually sounds like a kit. You know right. What I mean? yeah. Which yeah. is awesome. So this current incarnation here um, is 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 pretty much as uh, maxed out like uh, yeah, i'm still sure. trying to figure out what else i can add um <laughs> but but it's pretty maxed out so it's the, huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't try me it's a five piece <laughs> sure. kit um so i have a uh, kick drum snare uh floor tom crash and a ride cymbal that yeah. i use uh as a there, there's a a pickup or a drum trigger on my actually drilled into my guitar, yeah. and so I just kind of whack it with my ring finger while I'm strumming. Yeah, uh, and it did, that was kind of the the last piece because I was like, how can I keep that ride cymbal going like uh, to make it more natural? Yeah, and uh, and I figured out that that's how I was able to do it because currently oh, the kick drum has the. Uh, the ride cymbal tied into it. So every time I hit the kick, yeah. a ride cymbal triggers also. Yeah. Same with the the snare drum. There's a tambourine that triggers simultaneously. Yeah. So it just kind of like fills that out and, and makes the drum yeah. kit at, at least a little bit more legitimate. Like than, vibey sounding, yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, like, the, like glued together a bit more. But right. we'll get into that when we take a look at your gear. I, I don't want to sort of like oh, blow that spot up a gun. little bit too much. But um, the thing I'm curious about is um, in terms of like original um, like material and stuff like that, how much songwriting are you doing these days? You know, uh, probably a hard stop uh, right. in the last couple of years. I, I tend to write when I'm upset or, or depressed. Yeah. And honestly, I have not felt that way <laughs> in, uh, in many years now. Um, yeah. uh, the, the last record that I, I produced, 
uh, was called Once Upon a Bottle of Rum, and yeah. it was really kind of the uh, collection of my experiences on my cruise ships. Okay. And, uh, when and did so, you do that? Um, 2018, okay. that record came out. Um, That's not that long ago. Right. Yeah. It feels like so much longer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot of those songs had been written years prior. Um, right. And so I had just had the opportunity to kind of put it together. And, it's on uh, Spotify and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I have three three albums on Spotify. The first is uh, called Welcome to Hollywood. And that's a very angsty, young version of, of me performing. Uh, but it's really cool because a lot of my friends are performing on it and yeah. playing instruments. Um, the two records after that, I did all the instrumentation, um, by myself, which is wildly lonely, but great as a perfectionist. Right. Um, so, uh, my second album came out in 2014 and that was called, uh, songs about you and every other girl. Yeah. And, uh, I would say that's probably my favorite of (laughs) all the records. Um, (laughs) the, the, it was just produced in a way where everything just gelled really well. Yeah. Uh, the other records are kind of a hodgepodge sure. of stuff. I, I don't know if I've ever had that experience where it's gelled really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, most of the things I've done are pretty much a hodgepodge of stuff. <laughs> yep. So the latest one, Once Upon a Bottle of Rum, is like there's some trop rock in there. There's some good songwriter stuff. Um, and uh, And it's just kind of peppered in together cool uh songs about you is a pretty straightforward pop rock album when i was think when having you on the podcast when i think when i think about you think of you as being like a live performer and um i think about your podcast and for some reason and it's the i, I don't know why for some reason it hadn't occurred to me to to like seek out and listen to your original music i don't know why i didn't didn't curse me but there's a ton of it huh there's i gotta go and it, listen yeah to it. yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah um it's uh I don't know, man. I, I I kind of I don't have aspirations for rock stardom um, right. or anything like that. You know that I, I and I certainly wouldn't deny it if it came my way. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I find my passions lie in presenting other people, kind of like what you guys are doing right now. You know, yeah. um, it's what jams and cocktails kind of became when yeah. I started having guests. You know, it started at the kitchen table playing little tabletop beer pong. Talking about music and jamming out, you know, uh, and then it grew into like, well, these guys have such great stories. We never get to hear them. Yeah. Because, yep. you know, you get 15 minutes on a break to buy them a drink or put tip bucket, you know, or totally. how's it been? So you only get to know these artists through their music. Um, well, what I think is really cool about, I mean, and, you know, I'm really... It's that this the point of this to say saying this isn't to blow my own trumpet. It's just the cool thing about this sort of like podcast kind of explosion that we're in at the moment is that it's people deciding the media that they, they want to have you know what right. i mean which is really awesome and you know you, you could you can get kind of pretentious talking about stuff like this but it's it's cool it's all it is cool you, you know like if you want to know about something now you just go and find a podcast about it and then you get really in-depth knowledge about it yeah, like immediately absolutely. you know it is so great like if, and now if you wanted to know about you know the Florida music scene, go to any number of the podcasts we make and you can find out, you can find out what like, you, you know, f- five of the biggest musicians in the area's names of their mums are. Right. Like, you know, like, it's exactly right. It's great. It's, it's so fun, man. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, for me personally, it was a great opportunity because we don't get to like hang out 
with each other, you know? Um, So it was an opportunity for me to invite my colleagues, you know, and into my home and we share some drinks and share some stories, you know, and play some music. And uh, that was really incredibly rewarding. You know, we did that for, you know, uh, probably 50 weeks, you know, you guys are coming up on that, Yeah. you know, and then we switched gears a little bit um, because we definitely like, just ran through everybody on the treasure coast uh, in terms of entertainers, you know, um, uh, without getting a booking agent to like book them. Yeah. Um, and then we started having them back doing other things. So we would like do challenges, you know, like we, we, we did the death nut challenge as one of our things. And we invited some, uh, I forget who it was, one of our guests to come back, um, and do it with us, you know. So now we're kind of on this on the other end. We're inviting the our previous guests back to come back and just do knucklehead stuff or just cool. play games, you know. And that's kind of where our our show is. It's like a morning radio show. If you're, right if you're familiar with that, where yeah, it's a little yeah. zany but a little informative. Yeah, yeah. You know, and we still, you know, have live music, or I'll go out to to shows and film, and then we present that uh, oh, cool. on our shows too. So. Nice. Um, yeah. As far as me, like, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time playing live music. I've had yeah. a great time. I've played really cool shows. I played really bad ones. Um, so this is like a new passion for yeah, me. Tell like, me about it, dude, my man. eyes light up. I feel like excited when I'm like, Oh, it's podcast day. Yeah, man. You know, uh, exact same way about it. So do you, Hector, right? <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> no, nah, it's cool. I mean, when, yeah, right? when Ben uh, – Ben actually Ben actually got approached by a radio station to do um, a radio show like Sundays uh, for an hour or something like that. Um, and at the time, it was it was really more of a plot to get him to pay for advertising. Cause sure. It was, yeah. like, it was like, hey, you can come do this for an hour, but it's going to cost $500 a week or, right. or you can get $500 worth of advertising to cover it. So we were talking about it, and we said, "Well, why don't we start it out as a you know?" We were talking about him starting it out as a as a just a, a podcast or whatever, and then we started talking to Justin, who's got the school and everything, and he's got the facility to do the podcast. Right. And then we all kind of started brainstorming. We said, "Well, why don't we just do it as a podcast first yeah. and see how that evolves?" But the fact that the fact remains that like right from the get go, from episode one, we were doing it with the cameras and with with everything, and so we had simultaneously the podcast, the audio version, and the video version on YouTube, right. and we walked away from that experience, the first couple episodes, going, "All right, you know what? I like this. I don't think radio is for us." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what did I say? You know, yeah. radio's dead. Yeah, this is the future, yeah. man. And this so, is this yeah. is the future. We did this, and we haven't looked back. I mean, you know, uh, there's a couple episodes that. Uh, I think maybe one or two that Ben's missed for a reason or two or whatever, and then there's one or two that I've missed. But there's there's always been somebody sure. here, um, and it, it's just been awesome. Like we've yeah. had four. I'm incredibly episodes. proud of you guys. You know, like oh, uh, in in full disclosure, uh, you know, I've had I had when you guys started, I had some people come to me and be like, "Oh man, there's people like ripping off your podcast." I was like, "How are they going to rip off my podcast? Nobody even knows about this. This is my <laughs> secret." Um, you know, and, and when you guys debuted, I was like, that's it's so cool. Like the dynamics completely different, yeah. uh, a, yeah. between our shows, um, that's you'll get to find out in two weeks. <laughs> no, know, right? Um, you know, it's going to have us do like a hot dog eating contest or something you, stupid. You, you, you'll get the, you'll get the, uh, the pre-interview form oh, uh, this week. Oh, to fill out. Uh, <laughs> the waivers. There may be some, some disclaimers and waivers. Uh, but no, um, 
getting to listen to your shows. Um, the very first one with Sierra Lane. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember I was uh, driving like long drive to Jacksonville and uh, and got to listen to it. And I was like, this is awesome because it's very, very traditional podcast that you guys are doing with video, which is great. Yeah. Um, and uh, the truth is we didn't start out as a podcast. We started out as a live stream, you know, right. and, uh, and I realized you know, when people started calling it a podcast, I was like, Oh, I should probably listen to a podcast and see what this is even is. Right. Yeah. So it never even had roots. It always, in my mind, it was always morning radio show. Yeah. And, um, so it always just kind of kept that flavor. Like a different vibe. Yeah. And you know, that's it. I've watched, I've watched a bunch of them. Um, and it, and it, yeah, right. It's a complete, it's a completely different vibe. I would, I would have never, I only found out about it really when we started doing this because I because it's like, you know, all of a sudden all your algorithms point you towards stuff right. like that, you know. Yeah. I, and then I was like, oh right, okay, this this is a thing. Yeah, not, you know, I I I hadn't I hadn't known it was a thing prior to that, but it's because I wasn't looking for it. But as soon as as soon as like um we started doing this and then it pinged up on the thing, I was like, oh awesome. And exactly like you say, it's not there's not yeah, there's not it's a really a, it's not and, really and there's a, a few of them around. You know, we were we were talking about uh, drums and rums earlier. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, good podcast. Totally different animal from you. Totally yeah. different animal from us. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of room, you know, for oh all, for all these so podcasts. Much. Do you yeah. know Billy Hart? He's um he's he plays plays in um. Old Habits, the, the hardcore band. He's this cool guy. Lives in um, Lake Worth, West Palm. Anyway, he's he he watched ours, and I think now he's going to start one too. I don't. To be honest with you, I think there's there's it, the more the merrier. Well, yeah. what's great yeah. is like yeah, you guys sure. have had on guests that we've had, um, and it's interesting to hear the stories when they're. I don't know, conjured from somebody else, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, cause it all in the way that you ask, you know, um, and then, you know, to hear the same stories that they told, like leafy greens, perfect example, you know, um, we had them on and then I got to hear, you know, your interview with them yeah. and they're very polished with what they say and, sure. uh, and they're very calculated, which makes them a great brand. And they're just the sweetest people. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And, uh, but it was like, I know, I know this story. I felt yeah. like I knew them, you know, and, yeah, and I do yeah. know them now, but, um, you know, it, it's really interesting to, to see or hear the same story brought on by somebody else's perspective, angle, almost, you know, yeah. absolutely. And I, I will listen to the same person be interviewed by a bunch of different people on, you know, some of the really big podcasts. And I exactly that. I love right. it. Yeah. Hear the different, you get the different facets for sure. Yeah, and yeah. when you start following a podcast or any kind of show, you know, like you, you become attached to the hosts yeah, and you become attached to their presentation of, of the subject matter, you know? So like yeah. you, you, I don't know. It hits different, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, um, you do get attached to the hosts. I think about that sometimes, and you know, like I've listened to like Mark Marin talk about how it's weird that lo- uh, like millions of people know him really well, but he doesn't know any of them. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> they like know like what his cats are called and what he had for breakfast yeah. and stuff like. And it is quite weird like that, but um, you know, and obviously there's no comparison in terms of numbers of people that listen to it. But um, the reason I was thinking about it was because. That's how I feel about him. I feel like I know him, right. you know, and like I, and I, you know, I like sent him an email and like almost immediately regretted it, you know, because like, it's like, why do you want to read an email from me? But you know, <laughs> yeah. but it's funny, man, you know, because in in and 
much larger sense, you do know him, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's really, it's tangible, you know, like people are people, as we mentioned earlier, like they're yeah. just, they get up and they shit just like the rest of us, you know, yeah. every morning <laughs> this yeah. is what happens. Exactly. Some people maybe have a harder time with that, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, like we all do the same things and, uh, and it is an interesting it is interesting, just like when when musicians, you know, when when we somebody we've never seen before in our lives comes up and says, "Oh, you know," or requests an original song, and you're like, "I didn't think anybody was listening to anything I had to say or play." Yeah, um, yeah I love that you know, when that happens. It's just yeah, a yeah. great feeling and yeah. uh, and slightly weird at the same time. Totally, you know. But uh, there's this awesome Scottish guy who also asks us to play this song we wrote called "Invocation" up when we play up in Stewart, and yeah, it always warms my heart. I love it too. Uh, and on the subject of original songs. Why don't you go and play us a couple of songs? I think I'll do that. Fantastic. Awesome. Start to feel shit like I never met you. Don't have no for two thousand days or so Asking questions that two strangers in a nightclub That we never thought we'd ever rise before You pressed your lips against my lips Now I'm seeing love for the first time There's a time flaming out of And I'm basking in the uninvited world Bring me right amongst me, you're wrong But just to be in love song Suddenly I can't deny you And didn't know that you felt right here all along I've been drinking but I'm thinking this is my feeling that makes me want to run. But our eyes still pierce me like a needle to a splinter. And there'll be some good to get it out. Such a tasty, tasty little thing you concocted in this ballroom scene. Just to be with 
song about loving somebody who just doesn't love you back the same way. Again, again, an amen. All right. Song's called Unrequited. Me more light, oh. 
This episode is brought to you by Oasis Root Coffee and Carver Lounge. It's at 185 East Indian Town Road, um, and it's in the Sea Grape Square, which is uh, so where you have the US 1 and Indian Town Road, um, like sort of crossing there. You just take a left um, onto Indian Town Road, drive it about like a quarter of a mile down and then it's on your right right before you get to alternate a1a it's a cool spot um i go in there from time to time i really like it in there um uh, jim who runs the place he he's just got a great approach to it because so you go to um some carver places and there's like a million different things you can get and it's confusing and it's kind of dark and some of them are a bit creepy but th- this, <laughs> this one this one is like but this th- one's light and airy and fun it, it, it is exactly that honestly <laughs> it's exactly that and they have like what they have one carver you can get it's it, it's good and good quality and and they have um they have one tea you can get which is tasty and good quality and you you, you can you know mix it up and put different things in it and th- stuff like that like people like to do <laughs> but honestly you know Jim's idea was to just keep it simple and and just have it the, like so you go in there you know what you're getting it's clean it's nice and um, it's kind of has this sort of like I don't know if, uh, another way to describe it other than has kind of like a grown up atmosphere you know you feel like it feels like a coffee house you feel like you can go in there and just have an intelligent conversation with someone and I really like it I go in there you know few times a week and hang out chat to the guys and um he loves the uh 
podcast. He's been really supportive of the podcast. And um, when I suggested that um, you know maybe he sponsor a couple of episodes, he jumped to the chance. And it, you just, and and not because for any other reason other than he wanted to help us support local music. So that's awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, he's a cool guy, and they're all really nice in there. So um, if you uh, if you want to go and check out a neat carver bar in Jupiter, go to Oasis Root. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other sponsor we have is Handlebars Bar and Grill. Now, Handlebars used to be called Judy's. It's on US One um, in Sequester, which is basically Jupiter. They're pretty much the same place. It's just right on the top of Jupiter. And um, got great beers on tap in there. They've got a really good food. Burnsy does a grand job in there. Um, Burnsy's pretty much holding court in there these days. Um, he, he's, a, he's a really interesting guy. You should go and have a chat to him um, and eat some of his delicious food. Um, we do. So I'm involved with the place. I help them book the music. Um, my father-in-law uh, is the is the person who reopened the business um and uh and so i help out with with the music we do a bike night every second thursday we had uh moonshiners play the last one it was a great success it was a lot of fun and uh and then we i do a jam on the fourth sunday of every month which is it's a good laugh we've had a bunch of different people come through and uh it's kind of a low-key jam i don't even have a full drum kit set up there it's kind of a low-key thing but um but it's fun, you know. We all sit out the front of the place and and play songs together. And I hadn't done anything jam like for a long time because you know I play music for a living. So my, you know, I almost kind of felt like my jam days were in the past. But but running a uh, a jam has been a it's been great. I've met a whole bunch of people and I've reconnected with a whole bunch of people that I that I hadn't seen in a long time. And um, I've forgotten how fun they could be, quite honestly. So you should come check that out and uh, and just come and see handlebars and have a drink there it's an interesting place you know there's a bunch of cool bikes out front if that's your kind of thing and if it's not your kind of thing doesn't matter either the food's great and the beer's great you should come down check it out yeah um we've got one other sponsor don't we you want, you want to do that one yeah, yeah yeah um uh harmony management group and that's our good friend mary um she uh she basically uh she can do anything from uh from light office things uh filing uh you know time management things like that um and then she can do uh uh you know more more in-depth business things uh whether it's uh taxes um, accounting, um, you know, uh, even booking and stuff. I mean, she does, she does a lot of stuff for us band wise. So, um, you know, she, she knows the music business. She's a couple of, I think one or two other people from, uh, that have been on the podcast podcast have now picked her up, uh, or have, she's picked them up as clients, um, musicians and stuff. So she does a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and I, I believe she's even helping you with your taxes this year. Tomorrow. Very, very good. <laughs> so Fantastic. So, sorry. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, Mary is a is a great person. She's she's a very honest person. She knows what she's doing. Um, so you know, no no task is too big or too small if it's a business task, especially if you're in the music industry, um, the arts and the music industry. Um, hit her up. You know, um, go to her website, uh, harmonymanagementgroup.com. All her contact info is there. Uh, um, all her uh, her business offerings are there and stuff. And definitely hit her up. And she's good people. So. Absolutely, she is. Yeah, yep. no doubt about it. Yeah. So. Um, I forgot to, uh, before we get to that, actually, could you tell us a little bit about the two songs that you played? Oh, yeah. Um, first one was um, called In a Love Song. And I wrote that many, many years ago about an ex-girlfriend's sister. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, nothing ever came of that. But uh, it brought on that song. Um, and, yeah, it's just about, uh, 
hanging out with somebody you didn't think anything was going to happen, but then you have a couple drinks and uh, you know, <laughs> sparks will start flying. <laughs> yeah, um, the second song, uh, on, on quite the uh, contrary of the uh, first one, is called Unrequited. And yeah. it's a bit about um, loving somebody or caring about somebody who just doesn't feel the same way. I want to say the first 50 songs I wrote were about that. See? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I could, I guarantee there's more than just that one. That one's yeah. just the most obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it's it's a common thread. I think we've all gone through it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, it's like I, my church for for you know, unrequited love. Uh, yeah, man. It's, there's probably nothing worse than that. Maybe, maybe it changes when you get a little older. I don't know. But, uh, man, when I was young, boy. That ache. That yeah. ache. And cruise ships didn't help. All right, I can imagine. Uh, yeah. You know, you're just like, oh. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll tell and then you, you have to stare them in the face for months. <laughs> I've, uh, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but, I mean, I, I don't think that ever changes. I, I, I've been married. I'll be, I'll be married 25 years this year. Wow, um, congratulations. And, and still, 99.9% yeah. .9 of the time, I sit down to write a song and go, okay, what am I going to write about? And it's like being jilted or like <laughs> lost love or whatever. It's like, I've been happily married for 25 years. So I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> I'm saying, man. I, it's I just, just easy to write about I that. I sit down to write, and I'm like, I have nothing – to write about because I'm not miserable. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, too happy. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know what? It's a be it's a good problem to have. Right, right, right. Do you find that because um, it's it, everyone's not the same in this regard? Um, do you find that you have to write about something real that's happened to you? Do you find that you always do that, or do you have some songs that are just about just like you just made out of thin air? Um. There have definitely been songs that I just wrote or came to me in a, you know, uh, out of nowhere, but I've never like sat down, you know, with like my pad and paper and said, I'm, I'm going to write a song today. I'm okay, going to, yeah. I'm going to sit down here and I'm going to read this newspaper article or watch the television and I'm going to write about that. There are some artists that can write like that. Yeah. Um, a perfect example. I don't know if you guys know Johnny Dett, uh, yeah. Prestige. Yeah. Yeah. So we had him as a guest on our show, and we were talking about songwriting a little bit. And um, he's got that great song about Florida, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's got tons of songs about sure. Florida. But uh, <laughs> but he was explaining. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, I just write what I see. So like, he'll like see something and he'll be like, oh, he'll take his pad out and write write it down. You know, like I saw this today, and uh, cool. and he creates these great story songs. Yeah. You know, and then he colors them in with details that he makes up. Um, right, right. But yeah, I guess I find that when I write. I'm, I'm probably pulling from somewhere personal. I do go through my own journals sometimes when I feel like writing um, yeah. and crack open those wounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, but I've never been one to like see something visually mm -hmm. and go, I'm going to write about that. It's more like an internal thing. I have tried. And no one should ever hear those songs. <laughs> <laughs> the ones that the ones that work for me, that means you know that mean a lot to me for sure. Yeah, but, um, yeah. So uh, a, a question that I've asked everyone who's come on the show, and I nearly didn't ask you, is: Do you practice at home? Oh, uh, never at home. Right, always at the gig. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's quite a common Life answer. Practice. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um, I, I certainly practiced, you know, especially for this rig. Um, you know, that required uh, not just 
like learning a new song today, but like I had to learn how to play an instrument and learn yeah. how to like turn my brain off and on for different things so right. that I, I couldn't just bring this out, you know, and, and, and go for it. I actually had to practice. Um, but I, I, now that I do it all the time, uh, I feel like it's more like muscle memory. Right. Yeah. Um, and even new songs, like I've been one that if I hear the song or I, I know it in my head, if, as long as I have the lyrics, because I can't remember lyrics, so I'll pull up the lyrics and and just play, you know. And I'm yeah. able to do that even with all these parts. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. practice. Maybe I'll run through a song that I want to that I want to yeah. try out, you know, right. on That's the acoustic before I leave. Surprisingly but. common answer, though, is yeah. yeah, you know, I play too much, so I practice at the gig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then this, like, trying to say, now, if I had a second setup that was just set up at home all the time, I'd be on it all the time, learning new things. I've been thinking but about like, trying to figure that out at my house. Just have yeah. one where I could just sit down. Yeah, yeah. I, I always say uh, my day off is any day that I don't have to pull the shit out of the out of the van. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, and and if yeah. I don't have to do that, I don't care if I'm mowing the grass or running right. errands or doing my taxes, yeah. uh, you know, that's a day off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I don't, I don't practice. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, to, I think if you play as much as you do, then, you know, that's, it, that's almost a ubiquitous answer. You know, not that many people who play as much as we do, do. Right. But I do, I, I have been lately, but, you know, I've been through a, a bunch of stuff lately the last couple of years with kind of cleaning my acts up and stuff. And it was just something I wanted to do for myself, you know, so I've been in a bit of a different headspace with it. But, you know, prior to that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing just, yeah, like you said, kind of at the yeah, gig. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I mean, I guess it's not really songs that I would practice. It would be more like integrating gear, you know. So like if I got a new piece or yeah. added a, a new piece of the drums or, you know, I did have to practice when I got the ride cymbal thing for for my guitar which right. we'll talk about yeah um you know like i had to sit and practice that or when i added the floor tom yeah i tried that at a gig just willy-nilly and it was horrendous i was like woo, gonna unplug that bad boy and right. play that for the rest of the night yeah I, that's happened to me a million times um yeah all right let's go on to your gear let's have a look at um i think uh, justin's got some stuff he can bring up on the screen here that tell us a little bit about what what that picture is i do want to say it is nice that you guys have a producer this Isn't is that it? is fantastic big up justin yeah i usually yeah. have to do this stuff and i'm not very good but justin's on it oh yeah you can't have him he's ours <laughs> fair enough well that might be justin's decision careful <laughs> never yeah, it's never just checkbook out it's never <laughs> justin's decision so this this picture i actually took uh uh, just a little while ago. Yeah. So this is your the, your setup that you actually just played with now. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, the mixer, no matter where I play, like I always bring my mixer because it, 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 even if I'm not e- using the mix for the for the mains or there's a sound guy, like I use it as my my in ears mixer. Yeah. Because I found that no sound guy is able to like mix my ears the way that I like. So I might as well right. just bring my own and, sure. and play what I'm used to. Um so yeah. I always bring that no matter what. Uh the kick drum is uh it's actually Questlove's pocket kick uh with a mesh beater head. Uh and I trigger it because uh you know it's consistent. The whole set, the whole kit is electronic um right. because I could just produce a very uh consistent sound always in any room um and never have to worry about being too loud or too soft or whatever so this might be a dumb question but why why the analog kick drum with a trigger rather than just having a a a kick head from an electronic kit um 
obviously the kick head would take less space, the electronic one. So I'm just curious why you went this route. Yeah. So uh, the doing it this way was really for aesthetic purposes. Gotcha. Um, just because uh, a lot of times people have no idea what I'm actually doing and it looks like a spaceship as it is. Yeah. Um, so to just add that certain comfort level for yeah, the Yeah, like people look at it and go, that's a kick drum. You don't have to know what a kick drum is. You've never seen a you know, drum yeah. set in your life. You, you know, it's like built into human DNA. Um, so that kind of makes it real. Um, yeah. Which I think is sensible, um, you know, because there's definitely people want you to not be doing it almost like, yeah. like I, i've had people come up to i have had to even after and I, I was talking to you about this earlier even after explaining it to them you know from beginning to end exactly what i'm doing and all the bells and whistles and things i'm, I'm having to push and play you know they'll still be like uh, well, well we just want to hear you and i'm like it is just me. It is My favorite is when people come up and they're like, "Well, what what tracks do you use?" And I'm like, yeah, "No, there's yeah. no tracks here, man." And I was like, "It's all it's all mechanical. It's all live." And I and I like showing people like behind because you could see right. all the pedals, you know. And they, you know, some of the pedals are drumsticks, you know. So like it it makes it real. Um, yeah. And I have been working on an acoustic version of really? of this setup. Cool. Uh, it's not coming along real well, so yeah. so it needs quite a bit of tweaking. I tell you what, you should borrow someone's farmer like drum set because like that the way that he put it together, this guy, I think I, I'm not. I've sure. seen them, yeah. yeah. It's like in a yeah. in a box. You should, yeah, you should just take like a bunch of pictures inside and out. It's crazy. <laughs> Build one like that. Um, but yeah, uh, so the drum kit's pretty intricate. Um, yeah. it, there's nothing special about the pedals. They're just kick drum pedals, and yeah. uh, and I put Velcro on them, right. and they stick to the carpet. Nice, and they don't go anywhere. So that's that's pretty fun. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, the separation between using my arms and my legs was really really the what made that it all work. Yeah, you can figure out how to do that. Anybody could do this. The thing on the guitar with the symbol is that that's the pièce de résistance for me. Like, yeah, that, that's just like that's just it so really it's it's like I don't know it's like the syrup on the pancakes man yeah, it just exactly. makes it all come together and it's yeah. the one thing that I could keep driving when everything else is doing its well, thing you know like a, like a real drum kit you know yeah. you're always got the ride somebody on the ride or the hi hat yeah. Um, you know, so I was like, "That's yeah." When you is. were playing, I kept hearing the ride, and I couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and yeah. it didn't. It took me a second to realize that you were you were tapping on a trigger yeah. that was built into the guitar. <laughs> and let me tell you, like I tried a bunch of different ways. I actually had a ride cymbal that was a super close to to me while I was playing, and I was right. trying to hit it with a ring. Yeah, I even tried to like figure out how to put like a stick in them. You know, yeah. sweat band and remember like, that guy, um, Jason. Um, I can't remember. Cardinal, yeah. Jason. Remember, Cardinal. He used to do that with the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was great, man. Yeah. Uh, he was definitely somebody I looked at when I started looking into doing electronic yeah. drums uh, because there was nobody doing it better than Jason when he was here. Yeah, he was killing it. Um, yeah. And uh, he's still so, at it, I assume. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I was like, well, if if he's doing that, I have to, I have to do it bigger. <laughs> right, right. So I added more pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that definitely was the icing on the cake for the drums. And now I'm trying to figure out how I could put a little roto tom rack and do f- drum <laughs> fills. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the drums. Yeah, neat. And here we have a, a picture of your um, amp rig. There is that an iPad? It is an iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And this is just what you you run it. You're running your guitar through your iPad and a couple of pedals too. Yeah. You got so- an AB box there too. What's the AB box do? So I found that the the 
octave pedal colors the guitar a little weird yeah um so I, that there's yeah. a, a noticeable difference in the guitar tone when the pedal is off and on yeah and i don't always use the bass pedal um so i just use an it's really over over the top way of doing this but <laughs> right. uh so i use the ab box so that it's a clean guitar signal going into the harmonizer and and then into the ipad right um, on okay yeah and then the bass is just has its own guitar signal to process to to generate the uh the octave down so yeah sense. you're absolutely right about the oc5 i have noticed that just lately because i for a while i was using an electro harmonics um one but mm-hmm. um octave pedal and I, I and i and one of those little uh submarine pickups you know oh yeah yeah and i was doing it like that um which is worked great, except the submarine pickups are a little flimsy and it's starting to fall apart and it was like crackling stuff like that. So I just got done in with it and I went back to the OC5 and I have noticed it does color it a little bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And it, yeah. it, was, it was enough for me because I use in-ear monitors. So it was enough for me. Nobody listening probably could notice, but like I was in there like it's just in my head and I was like, oh, it's and it doesn't color it in a good way. It's yeah. not like it makes it better. It makes it's, it kind of uh, a bit like more brittle or something. I, 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 I don't even... I can't even explain it, honestly, yeah. because I haven't heard it in ages, because I've had that AB box for <laughs> yeah, gotcha. ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then well, I we just We shouldn't talk smack about Boss, because maybe one day they'll <laughs> it's true. parts of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you what, the OC5 does exactly what it says it does, and it yeah. does it very, very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then I use Amplitube to uh, to do an amp modeler because I already have enough shit to carry around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, on there I just run an overdrive pedal. It's some some uh, abomination of the uh, the Ibanez Tube Screamer, right? Uh, but it's really nice. Uh, I have a wah pedal I never ever use right. uh, on there. I have a delay, and uh, and then I use a compressor just to kind of. Uh, uh, Add a little bit of umph to the clean, okay. to the clean uh, sound. Sure. What do you What do you use to trigger the the digital pedals on the iPad? Do you just literally tap them with your hand, or no? I have a, a, a blue board. iRig makes a, a, a Bluetooth pedal board. Okay, uh, uh, and it's pretty cool. Um, so you could set it up to where the pedals. It comes with four buttons. And uh, you can assign them to whatever whatever oh, effects there you it want. Is. Look, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they actually have plugins for expression pedals so that you can actually control the wah and and do everything and it's uh it's pretty fancy if you're truly really trying to uh to go light and what's really cool about amplitude is like if you want to try out different effects before you buy them yeah um you can get a real gist of what it's probably going to sound like you know and before you go out and, and put together this pedal board and you never use half of it i remember that company's been around for just donkeys i remember having an amplitude plug in in logic in like 2001 <laughs> how long did you say they've been around <laughs> donkeys years my yeah friend. donkeys years <laughs> I, thought that, that I, thought that, I thought that's what you said <laughs> donkeys years. Uh, hmm, that's a interesting phrase <laughs> <laughs> and other english colloquialisms from ben child welcome yeah. to 561 english <laughs> <laughs> classes in session <laughs> yeah absolutely so um the last thing we do is we talk about um what gigs have you got coming up so anything you want to shout out uh, all right yeah so uh so this is dropping on friday right yeah so, dropping on friday yeah. like thursday at midnight. thursday at midnight so perfect so yeah so whatever friday saturday sunday gigs you have um so at nine o'clock today on friday uh i'll be at the vine and barley in port st Lucie. okay 
um, super cool wine and, and beer bar. Um, and I'll be out on the patio. Uh, Saturday afternoon, I'll be at Costa Desta Resort up in Vero Beach. That's okay. Gloria Stefan's beach resort. So I'll be there from 2 to 5. Uh, Sunday, I'll be at Cork in Hope yeah. Sound. So, I was meant to play there this Sunday, but it got rang down. <gasps> Sucks. It did, it did rain this yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. It was meant to, yeah. yeah, it was meant to be this huge storm. It actually ended up not being that bad in Hope Sound, which it was kind just, of a bummer. But, yeah. It was crazy. It was like, because my kid got canceled as well right. uh, in Stewart, but it yeah. was like this one massive band of rain that came over and, and it yeah. ruined everything. Yeah, It was kind of nice. Like I, I was telling you guys, I just moved into a new place, so it was nice to have a whole day to just unpack right on. yeah so I, much stuff actually it worked out kind of strangely good for me too because we had we did a double last saturday and i was oh. exhausted on something yeah. like unbelievably tired yeah 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 i got quirk sunday so i'll make up for your lost one quirk <laughs> uh, is a cool place a really cool brunch place yeah it super is. early but it's nice i'll be there 11 30 to 3 30 ish yeah uh however that pans out and then uh rounding out my week i'll be at the square grouper just up the street from here in jupiter yeah, cool nice. uh on monday Right on, man. You play Square Group on Monday. That's that's a cool gig to have on a Monday. That's yeah, great. yeah. It's hit or miss. Sometimes it's a lot of fun. Sometimes it's boring. Right, right, but, right. Uh, but it's always nice to play on a nice stage. So Yeah, it's um, exactly. Yeah, we do it every other Saturday from 3 to 6 we are in there. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, so what we got going on? Let me have a look. Friday at 9 p.m. we are at the South Florida Fair. No, that's right. Yeah. Nice. It's fun. Yeah, the commu- community stage, which I yeah. think is the uh, the one out in the open there. Um, kind of in the fairway there or something. Okay. Uh, I, a, I've only been to the fair once before when I was playing. So, I didn't so the really... the two big like the two big stages they have they have the community stage and they have the Coca Cola stage. The Coca Cola stage is a bigger stage, but it's inside a tent off to like the side, so you really have to know it's there and like seek out the the people that are playing. Gotcha. Um, the community stage is a little bit smaller, but still very nice stage, nice sound system, everything, and it's kind of more in the fairway as people are walking it's just there with seats out in the cool. open area. so we, we'll we'll be playing for a pretty good crowd you know yeah. weather permitting and everything yeah rock on um so that that'll be friday night and then saturday we are at our home away from home at patty max yeah that's it and earlier in the day james and i are playing the square grouper okay yeah oh yeah. Uh, yeah duo duo yeah, uh, yeah. square grouper yeah yeah so square grouper three to six and then patty max and hugh just posted something about patty max he was doing like a renovation and it looks like it's either done or very close to being done which is like these sliding doors and stuff over by the bar area yeah so yeah so that should be fun absolutely and actually i was on the phone with hugh today and um he did you apologize for new year's eve (laughs) (laughs) so i yeah i had the dreaded lurgy i was i had covid on new year's eve and i had to go so um hector and james just managed to pull something out of their ass and and do it without me and when he says our ass it's pretty accurate (laughs) (laughs) thankfully uh sally fox came in and she was gonna play a couple of tunes with us and ended up playing like two whole sets with us and like saved the day yeah (laughs) thanks so much huge big ups to sally yeah yeah she could play with us anytime she wants yeah totally um yeah outside that so he was saying that um he wants to um expand uh Paddy's Day and have some more people play some more I- Irish music um, in between our sets. So if you are um, if if you're out there and you play Irish music and you aren't already tied into something or other, or you have a free slot, 
please get in touch with me um, either through any of the podcast channels or just you know get in touch with me on, on any of my socials um, about playing at Paddy Max on St. Patrick's Day because um, I'm trying to um, drum up a little bit more music because what happens on uh, at Paddy Max for St. Patrick's Day is we play the whole day basically yeah like, have, 12, like 12 hours yeah uh, and it's really fun and i love it and, and it's great but um i think this year we're gonna spice it up a little bit and have a few people play in our breaks so um if anyone's out there and they want to play some irish music please don't hesitate to get in touch with me that's that you can reach ben at eharmony no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's not too hard to reach me i'm obsessed with social media so just find me on facebook only yes. fans uh, yeah. check those emails every day <laughs> yeah man all right well thanks awesome. so much brad it is nice, really man. really a pleasure i appreciate you guys inviting me to come and hang out uh, oh, i feel man. like i'm on my so press tour for jams and cocktails because <laughs> I, I just on monday i was with uh, paul robertson on the drums and rums oh, podcast awesome. we were talking about it uh, um, so yeah, I guess my last shameless plug, Jams and Cocktails, Season 3, uh, live, 8 p.m., Facebook and YouTube, this Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday, uh, January 26th. Oh my God, we're already at the end of January. Yep. And then the very next week, the Killbillies, our first in-studio guest for Season 3. Hell yeah, Very, man. very excited to have you guys. So awesome, Thank you again for having you're me. Ma- you're making me have to step up our uh, merch, our, uh, our uh, giveaways. Uh, yeah, man. We need some swag, dude. We need some swag, man. You came in here with all your swag, making me feel all bad about having no swag. I've got to say thanks for doing that, because now we'll get some. Yeah, see? <laughs> we'll, have some by, fire. we'll have some by the time we get to your, uh, <laughs> your show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> uh, peace out. All right. Thanks, guys.